0: Here by the Owl Podcast is a podcast for owlets and wise owls alike. Join hosts Nikki fiddle Dahl and Brianna Briegel along with rotating owls from across the country as they discuss what it takes to advise from time to time.
1: Our podcast is fueled by the true knowledge from empowering agricultural education instructors and ripen with the wisdom you will never learn in a textbook. Welcome back to another episode of Here by the Owl podcast. Tonight we're so excited to have um, Rebecca on to talk about a really cool activity that um, I think a lot of people will be able to use and it's something that often gets asked about um, like what to do for for greenhouse or plant science and so excited to hear about that but before we get into the activity Rebecca why don't you start out by introducing yourself and letting the listeners know a little bit more about you.
2: Yeah, so my name is Rebecca Wainick. I teach at Gallatin High School in Gallatin, Tennessee. Um, My main pathway that I teach is straight horticulture, aside from intro, and I've been teaching ag for eight and a half years. This is the third school that I'm at, and this is the first school that I've actually taught horticulture. So the school that I'm at currently, I've been there for five years, and I have worked really hard to continue the legacy that our retired um horticulture teacher left Mr. Walker and so um yeah I'm really excited to talk about our Mont greenhouse so yeah
0: well based on the pictures that Rebecca sent of her greenhouse you're clearly uh continuing that legacy because it is beautiful thank you uh it legitimately looks like a commercial greenhouse <laughs> like I would not have known the difference. Um, so I'm really excited um for our listeners to hear this activity. I think the reason why I was really drawn to it is I really feel like this activity could be done even if you didn't have a greenhouse and I know so many teachers teach you know a lot of horticulture or plant science um pathways, and they maybe don't have like a ton of space I mean, they don't have large greenhouse spaces and um, I think this activity would be conducive even if you didn't have one, um, which I was always looking for these types of things to use in the classroom because I didn't have a huge greenhouse. So I'm excited for our listeners to hear that. Um, so Rebecca, why don't you get started by um, highlighting like high-level explanation of what your activity is?
2: Yeah, so the mock greenhouse sale is basically what is it going to be like for students on the opening day of the greenhouse sale? What is the madness going to be like? What are the questions that are going to be asked by customers? Uh, what is the pace going to be like? Um, I even create scenarios of what a rude customer might be like. What do they, what did they say? How do they act? How do we respond professionally? Because I know as teenagers, You know, a lot of times kids just really want to pop off with the first thing that comes to mind. And my goal, you know, aside from teaching kids how to identify and sell plants is to teach them how to work with the community, because sometimes that can be really difficult. And it's also a growth task. So if students can figure out how to respond to, you know, negativity um, within the community, then I've done my job, whether it's selling plants, working in an agribusiness or whatever it is, this is something that they can take with them um, outside of greenhouse.
1: Yeah, well, and I love that, like those um, scenarios that you put them in because they've maybe never experienced that before or um, never really like had the opportunity to learn through that process. So um, I like that you kind of do that in advance and then um, prepare them for the sale. So it's not like um, a surprise when it happens, if it happens, that kind of thing.
2: Yeah, if I had to pick a favorite part from students it's role play. So some like I print out little snippets of scenarios on paper beforehand and I cut them out and I let students draw out of a basket, so they don't know if they're going to get a positive encounter, a negative encounter, a weird question. you know, it could really be anything. And so when they get to interact and role play and and really figure out what it's like to deal with the public, they have so much fun with it. And if my students could pick this lesson every day for an entire semester, they would. They beg me all the time, can we do mock greenhouse sale today? And I'm like, well, not today.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So when you're doing those scenarios, like are you acting as the negative customer or the weird question person or do you have students acting that part or what does that kind of look like?
2: So I model that for them at first, just so they can kind of get an idea of what I'm expecting out of them. Um, but the way I run my greenhouse is I'm in the background. So this is a student ran greenhouse. I'm there for help if needed, but I want to see my kids. I call it my kids, my students. Um, I want to see them selling the plants, interacting with customers. So once I've modeled a different scenario for each student, I just kind of stand back and I'll critique if I need to or I'll answer questions if I need to. But I like to pretend that I'm not there because I tell them we're so busy on opening day of greenhouse sale each April you're probably going to have a really hard time finding me. So I'm going to need you to learn to be independent and know how to run this without me there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, okay. So mock greenhouse sale activity day, kids come into the classroom and you already have these um, little pieces of paper you talked about that have the different scenarios folded or whatever in like a basket. Mm Mm-hmm and so you start by um modeling this so you you pick one out and you and a student model what they're going to be doing for this activity are do they have to in this mock sale use any of the greenhouse equipment like do you have like a a register a scanner like can you walk us through like how does this look in the classroom, like physically? Where are the students doing this? How many are in a group? What are they using to like make this feel very authentic?
2: Yeah, so lucky for me, I have an ag shop. So I've got plenty of space to set up and make it look like it's the opening day of the greenhouse sale. So I'll have one of my bay doors open and out there on a desk, I've got my register. Uh, We were gifted a register from a different department at our school last year, Um, and it's really cool to use because I want my students to also know how to count money back. So we use Monopoly money for that. So I've got the money set up in the register, I've got a calculator sitting there just in case the register decides to quit honest, because that could actually happen. Um, But I have everything set up, I have my basket out in the shop uh, beside the register. So when students come in my classroom, they have a seat, I have their bell work and their task for the day on the board. And then once the bell rings, I explain what we're doing. I've already kept aside a couple of the encounters that are on paper. And I just say, hey, you know, today we're going to practice opening greenhouse cell day. Um, we're going to, you know, learn about positive encounters, negative encounters, questions, plant ID, because I'm not always going to be around to help you. And so on a piece of paper, you know, one might say, you know, this customer needs three wandering geo plants. Okay, cool. Can you please go get those for that customer? You need to know what that plant is. Um, this customer has $100 to spend. She said to go pick out the plants that she can get for $100. So the kids have to know how much things cost. So if a student were to draw a piece of paper, let's say, um, you know, this customer has $100 to spend. I have another student when we transition to the shop, they're at the register. So they have to practice ringing everything up at the correct price. You know, um, I have blank checks printed, I have Monopoly money ready to use. Uh, We do accept cards as well, but it's really hard to practice with that. Um, But I have students ready to take their money and to make sure that, you know, A, B, and C are completed. And I just kind of stand back and i watch and, and it's, it's so much fun. I, I, I don't even know where to, that. Oh my it's god, it's wonderful.
0: <laughs> I just foresee like kids coming in, and some of them start off as the customer, some start off as the 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 worker, right? And you could even have so much fun with this. Like maybe they're in their aprons or whatever they normally wear, you know, to work mm-hmm. the greenhouse. As you were talking, I was just really thinking about. So you maybe you don't have a greenhouse, or you don't have. I'm just thinking of the greenhouse spaces that I've seen in North Dakota uh where we are uh they might not have the diversity of plants that sure. that a large greenhouse space would have like I even think of like Brianna like you had multiple greenhouses however, depending on the time of year um you you might lack the diversity of plants on of different plants right that they've learned throughout their identification and you place those around the you know, fake pretend greenhouse, or even just on you know, you tape them around your greenhouse, mm-hmm. and or tape them on pots, something right, and you do the same thing, and you just have you know the scenarios. Kids come up, um, they place their order. the The workers go get their fake plant order, and you you're using the monopoly money, um, to do that. So, Brianna, any modifications you can think of like just listening to rebecca share
1: yeah well i mean i think like the greenhouse sale idea is so great but i'm also thinking about like maybe people that don't teach plant science or greenhouse um, management in some different ways so you know maybe you could do something similar with like selling um like a fruit sale right planning for a fruit sale or another fundraiser or um you know, planning to sell different items out of your shop that you have students make um, could also do, you know, if you have like a food science class, like maybe you're selling some of those food products um, and can practice. So I think there's a lot of different ways that you could modify this um, if you don't have a greenhouse or if you don't um, necessarily teach that content area, too. Um, but, you know, back to the greenhouse, you know, sale activity. Rebecca like what how does this look like when you're implementing it with your students like what age um, group do you do this with your students Um, what class like that kind of thing.
2: So I teach um, two sections of greenhouse management one in the fall one in the spring and then I also teach turf science one in the fall one in the spring. Um, My turf science class is you know we still do a lot of landscaping in there, but they're also my backup greenhouse class. So I do these activities with both classes, which are a sophomore, junior, senior. So these are our upper level classes after students have passed the intro. Um, so I do that with both classes, fall and spring, because I do a fall greenhouse and a spring greenhouse. So I run a greenhouse year round.
1: So, you know, you that's kind of the the class and the age that you do it with, but when you think about um like where this falls, are there certain lessons that you make sure that you teach before or after the the greenhouse sale or how does that kind of work with your units and curriculum and everything?
2: Um so I usually um so I the way I teach my intro class, I'm expecting them to be ready to go as soon as they get in my upper level greenhouse class. So, I don't want to have to revisit if I don't have to, but I don't want to have to revisit, you know, basic plant things. So when students get to me, um, we get our first order for spring greenhouse in January. So we're already prepping for the greenhouse sale in April. So I start out with plant identification, seed identification, uh, transplanting. Um, I go through how we set up our greenhouse, because that's another way I teach students how to sell plants. I have a shade cloth on the back half of my greenhouse. And so when customers are like, Hey, I need something that can grow in the shade. Cool. If you'll look up at the top of the greenhouse and see where the shade cloth is, all the plants underneath the shade cloth back have been growing in shade this entire time, or I need something that grows in full sun. Okay. So if you look outside of the shade cloth from here back, that's everything that's been growing full sun Uh, since we planted. And so that helps students recognize too, outside of plant identification, identifying, you know, what grows in what environment. And so I specifically sit or set up my greenhouse like that, um, you know, to make sure that students can identify that. And then I start moving into the whole plant cell business model. Uh, We start hitting it really, really hard about a month before the greenhouse cell, because I want to make sure they are prepared. Um, lucky for us, we have a super supportive or supportive community. And so when I tell you that my opening greenhouse sale day is crazy, we did um, just to throw out a couple of numbers, if that's OK. Um, on opening day last year, um, we did $8,000 on the first day. So you can imagine like how busy that was. And I as one person cannot cater to that, to that many people.
0: (laughs) That's wild.
2: Yeah. So when I tell you like, you know, I really hit this, this model that we do with the greenhouse sale mock, um, really, really hard. That's why, because it's like, I'm going to be way over here doing whatever it is I'm doing. So, um, I really want my students you know, to be professional and and know their stuff, know how to answer questions, and I make sure to tell them like, you know, if you don't know the answer to a question, you come and find me and you ask. Like, we don't want to spread false information about plants to customers because that's how you lose business, and we don't want to do that.
0: So. Yeah, uh, I think there's some really great opportunity too after this for kids to go tour other greenhouses and. Even visit with greenhouse owners about um, dealing with customers, like maybe some horror stories and how they handle that. Because uh, I think that's huge, especially when it comes to um, I'm thinking like someone comes and buys a plant and they come back a week later and they don't like it or, you know, what happens if it dies? Like how do businesses handle that? Maybe some scenarios that you locally won't. Well,
2: and like for us, you know, right down the road is Walmart, and then right down the road is Lowe's, and then we have tractor supply across the street. And so, you know, there have been instances where kids have encountered a customer that's like, Well, I can find this cheaper at Walmart, or, you know, mm-hmm. I can find this cheaper at Lowe's or better quality. And, you know, instead of spouting back negative feedback, just be like, Okay, well, if there's anything else I can help with you today, like, please let me know. And kids are like, why is that so hard to like respond like that? And I'm like, buddy, this is real life. Like it doesn't matter where you work. I don't care if it's this greenhouse or a corporation. Like you've got to learn how to respond.
0: Yeah. yeah. That they're gonna use that everywhere. Yes. That was so um I feel like there's probably some adult I probably need <laughs> a, a lesson in this sometimes too. But um Well really every cool. now and again
2: too, like I will like secretly let other teachers throughout the school know that we're doing this and I'm like hey this is what I need you to do and so they'll like sneak around to the back to the shop and they'll you know kind of jump in our mock greenhouse and completely throw the kids for a loop and I will always pick the teachers that are you know like um, we have an economics teacher that's very like you know straightforward and so he always comes and helps out and it throws the kids for a loop but they're like never would have thought of something like that happening. Like, I'm yeah. so glad they came.
0: One a great way to get your alumni or advisory committee or administrators, CTE directors, anyone involved. Um, worst case scenario, you just have them pick a slip of paper and they're the customer, right? So, um, yeah, what a great way for them to, to see what you're doing. So well- if someone's really interested in doing this, what supplies are they going to need to have? in order to do this?
2: So for mock greenhouse, you need to have some form of fake money. So that could be, you know, the fake money that they use in elementary school to teach kids how to count money, monopoly money. You could print something off the internet and cut it out. Um, Cash register or calculator of some sort. Um, Cell phones work just fine. That's always in our pocket. And so kids always use their cell phones to calculate um little scenarios cut out on paper um positive and negative scenarios plant identification questions plant growth questions um and I wanted to add something real quick we had an incident last year we had a whole section of peppers that lost um their identification tag so students were like well how do we know what kind of pepper this is and I'm like well we don't so we're gonna label this section mystery peppers and we're just going to be honest with the customers when they ask what kind of peppers i don't know it lost its label it could be hot it could be sweet take a mystery pepper and see how it grows and see what happens you know um but it's very basic setup and very basic minimal needs um for what you need to get to to set this up
1: um everybody's going to be different so Awesome. Well, and I love like, you know, you're teaching your students, right? Like we're going to be honest. Like we have no idea instead of like trying to guess or, you know, like whatever, like just being honest, I think is going to come off better than like saying it's something and then it happens to be something else later on when it finally grows. So yes, another life lesson in there for them. But um. so you, you've shared a few resources with us that we'll have in the show notes. Um. Do you want to kind of go through like what's included in that? resource that you shared with us?
2: Yeah, so I sent over the mock greenhouse cell and it's just an outline of the purpose of the mock greenhouse cell, the supplies that you will need, and then different, you know, questions and scenarios and different things you might need to set it up. Everyone's going to be different with it, so it's super easy to modify Um, Because every greenhouse or dog grooming lab or whatever it is, is going to um, operate different. I sent over a picture of my greenhouse, too, just to kind of show everyone how we have it set up. I'm very meticulous about that. And the kids always crack jokes, like, make sure that greenhouse is right. Miss Wayne will lose her mind, you know. Um, What There was something I was going to send over. Oh, um, and I totally forgot to send this over, but I have some worksheets about um, plant identification and math problems for students to do by hand just so they can get into the habit of knowing how much money to give back, um, how much something costs, and just a little practice for them. So I could send that over as well, but I've also shared this stuff on the Ag Discussion Lab on Facebook.
0: Um, and I was just doing a quick search of, um, cause I love a, a resource that requires very little supplies and the cost is low. Like there's fake monopoly type money on, on Amazon for like 10 bucks. So depending on the size of your class, you know, like you might need to buy a little more or, or whatever. So, I mean, there's, there's lots of options. Um, but about $10 gets you, um, 480 pieces of paper money.
2: Well, um, what I do too, is I print out blank checks from, uh, just like a Google image search. And if If you get those laminated, you can reuse them over and over again. So I want kids to know how a customer is supposed to fill out a check too, because if a customer doesn't include their driver's license number or their phone number, that's not good if the check bounces or we need to get a hold of that customer for any reason. So they're also checking, you know, to make sure that information is included as well. So sometimes, you know, I'll hand over like a blank check with partial information filled out on it. And I make this like, okay, so what's missing? Like, what did this customer not provide us? And they're like, oh, okay, driver's license, cool, got it. You know, and, and may I please have your driver's license at school policy, blah, blah, blah. So.
0: I love that. Yeah. Um, I never would have thought of laminating them. So <laughs> that's that's perfect. Um, So we got some great things in the show notes that you've shared. Uh, we've talked about some resources they can find locally or online. If people have um, questions they want to reach out to you uh, and and connect, what is the best way that they can contact you?
2: Um, So there's a couple different ways. Uh, You can follow my FFA page if you'd like. It's Gallatin FFA or just find me on Facebook, Rebecca Wainik. Send me a friend request. Uh, send me a message and I'm always um, on my phone for something. Um, So I'm really quick at responding.
0: Awesome. Well, Rebecca, thank you so much for taking the time to share your really cool activity with our listeners. Thank
2: you you for having me. This is awesome.
0: Yes, of course. Uh, And like always make sure you uh, like here by the owl podcast on Facebook and Instagram. We really encourage you to go check out the show notes for all the great resources that Rebecca has shared about her mock greenhouse sale Uh, and if you have a future topic idea or you want to be a guest in the show, we would love to have you Uh, just reach out to us on social media. Thanks for listening.